Hey loves, my name is Afani and this is the Afani Be Gentle podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be touching on the psychology of manipulation and things that you should know. I was scrolling through Twitter where I came across a few threads that talked about the psychology of manipulation and how people set up a way to manipulate you from the moment they lay their eyes on you. So I just want to jump right into this episode and start off with the first one, which is the choice of meeting location. You might be asked to meet in a place where he or she has more dominance or control. It makes them feel ownership and familiarity. Familiarity. That is a tough word, okay? And it shows where you lack both. Avoid getting caught in this trick. Choose a place that is neutral to both you and them. Most times, it's a new place. I remember when I broke up with my ex because I found out he was dealing with someone else and that had not been the first time that this person had been brought up within our relationship. He called me and asked if I would come to his house so that we could talk. Although I did go to his house, I did take a really good friend of mine with me so I could feel more comfortable just to know that I was not by myself. He wanted to have a conversation about us working things out and I wanted to have a conversation about being done. I was tired of the disrespect and a lot of these tactics that are talked about within this thread was actually attempted to be used on me so that I could stay with him and continue to be his safe space because he knew I wasn't cheating so he felt that he could always come back home to a good girl after running around with all the hoes. However, they did not work and throughout this episode I will explain to you why they didn't work so after arriving the next tactic was used so the next one is they push you to speak first by speaking first you establish a baseline and they vigilantly look for your weaknesses don't over talk be sure to ask questions in turn or in return to understand the opposite person's stance So when I walked into the house, I remember he was really surprised. I had already told him that I was bringing someone with me, but for some reason, it still really threw him off. He said something along the lines of, why does someone need to come with you? You know that you're safe with me. But once he realized that I was not coming to his house by myself, he agreed to let me bring someone. I brought my friend with me and we walked into the house and he asked if that person could stay in the living room while we go to his bedroom to talk. And I said, okay, but I did let her know if you hear anything, any anything suspicious, bring that ass inside the room. I also decided to leave the bedroom door open because I wanted to make sure that there were no type of manipulation to the point where we would have sex and all would be forgiven uh, because that's typically what happens when you're in a manipulative relationship. They use sex as a way to manipulate you into staying. So we walked into the room. He sat on the bed and asked me if I wanted to come sit with him. I said no, and he suggested that I sit with him again. I again said no, and I'm okay, and I sit by the door, and we started to talk. He told me that he wanted me to go first. He wanted me to express how I felt. I immediately said no. You can go ahead and talk, and I will listen. 
Uh, it threw him off because he expected me to express how I felt about everything that had went on within our relationship so that he could kind of look for avenues to undermine how I felt and tell me that I was overreacting to my feelings. When he began to talk, I quickly realized the bullshit that he was on, which leads me to my next point. Manipulation of facts, lying, excuses, being two-faced, blaming the victim, withholding of key information, aggravation or one-sided biases of issue don't fall for the lies or don't feel bad when someone starts blaming you they might be trying to manipulate you and that's exactly what happened that's exactly what he was trying to do i would say one thing he would say no it didn't happen like that it happened like this or try to correct my thoughts process and my viewpoint and try to change my viewpoint to his advantage. Or he would always try to place blame on the other party involved, saying, no, she's lying, she made that up because she wants to get under your skin. I would never do that. I haven't talked to her in this long. I haven't seen her in this long. We haven't slept together in this long. I would always ask a question and he would, of course, give me an answer, but it would be a very vague answer. He would strategically think about things that he would say in response to what I was saying. And you could tell that he was listening to respond strategically instead of actually listening to understand how I felt emotionally. Which leads me to my next point. Intellectual bullying. Showing all expertise and knowledge. They take advantage of you by imposing alleged facts statistics or other data you may not know a lot about don't lose your stance if it is a pre-planned meeting do your homework to have better knowledge which is also what he tried to do he would say things like oh no this is what happened it didn't happen like this oh no she she said this because she saw your tweet about this knowing that i already had multiple conversations with this girl I knew I was not going to change my stance. Um, her being able to tell me explicit things that only someone who was intimate with him recently would know. Because of this, I was able to not only beat him intellectually, but assert my knowledge to, in, this, in the situation at hand. This completely threw him off his game because he no longer had the advantage over me. Now, the next point didn't necessarily happen to me because he never acted this way towards me, but there were other ways to get his point across without doing all of this. So the next one is raising your voice. Raising voice is a common form of aggressive manipulation. It might make you get scared and give them exactly what they want. So remember to remain cool and calm. Put forth your points clearly. As I said before, he never raised his voice to me. He was never aggressive in that form, which speaks volumes because especially in that time, um, a lot of people feel like if they're being beat in a debate or a conversation, they tend to get aggressive and... One of these forms of aggression is by raising their voice. However, he never raised his voice to me. He never raised his hand to me. He never physically manipulated or physically abused or harmed me in any way, shape, or form. However, this does happen in many situations with other people where if you're getting into a disagreement with someone or you're trying to get your point across to someone, they tend to raise their voice when they feel like they're not winning because they think the loudest one in the room is the one that's correct and that is not the case if they are not winning 
um, then guess what? That's their bad. That has nothing to do with you. And you should go on with your life knowing that you are doing exactly what you need to do. And sometimes what you need to do is cutting that person off. The next one is giving you little to no time to decide. The person puts pressure on you to make a decision before you're ready by applying tension or control onto you. You might give them their demands if the control is given up to them. Ask for time, and if they don't want to give you time, reject the offer right away. This was huge in our relationship. It was like a now or never situation. Either you're going to do it or I'm done with you. This happened quite often in the beginning when it would be like, you're either going to choose to believe her or you're going to choose to believe me. But if you choose to believe her, then I'm done with you because what's a relationship without trust? You know the typical bullshit that they say to you and you're just like, well, damn, if they're willing to put this relationship on the line like that, they got to be telling the truth. That is the dumbest shit you could do is go against your intuition for some he say shit because that's exactly what it is he said this and so because he said it it is law i think that's why i've become screenshot queen if you know me baby you know one thing i'm gonna have is a screenshot a screen recording a voice memo i don't know like that's just me it's gonna i'm gonna have something something some type of proof something that i can say boom hit you with it like you know how um eric uh, not eric amina um amina took that marriage certificate off out of her bra and slapped it on the table in front of tara and said ain't nothing fake about that baby we're married that is me i am her in a sense that i'm gonna have some type of proof i'm gonna have something and that's a part of my trauma that i always have to have proof because i cannot stand when someone tries to play me or lie to me or even try and play play me and lie to me when i have proof and that happened quite often. He would say, oh no, that was photoshopped. And back then, baby, people was photoshopping some stuff, but the stuff that I saw was not photoshopped. Or, oh no, they made that up. They changed the name in their phone to make it seem like I was texting them that stuff, but they were really texting themselves. When I say the craziest scenarios would come out of a man's mouth when he was trying to save his ass from being left from a real one, let me tell you, baby, the craziest things that you would just be like, now, did you think that all the way through? I think not. The next one is negative humor. They might use negative humor or sarcasm to make you seem inferior or less secure. By making you look bad or getting you to feel bad, they impose a psychological superiority over you. In a sense, this did happen. But the negative humor wasn't necessarily towards me. It was for the other person. So he would say things like, she wants to be you. She wants to have what you have. She's a bum. She she could never be you. And all, all these other things that kind of put, that he tried to put in my head to make it seem like, oh, she's just making things up because, you know, if she feels like she can drive a wedge between us, then she'll be the next one in line to be with him. Like he was the prize. You know what I'm saying? So he would save these say these negative things about her to make me feel better about myself however they never worked especially because and I'll explain why they never worked okay because 
For some girls, that works. This did not. Because around that time, this is when Instagram had just first, like, came up. Everybody had an Instagram. Everybody's stuff was public. It was popping. And I was popping on Twitter. Twitter was really popping. I was popping on Twitter. And he would go on his Twitter. And I could literally see him commenting on her tweet, saying how beautiful she was, how perfect she was. But then he would try to block me around the same time. Like, if he and I were to get into it, or he would just randomly stop talking to me, I would be like, let me get on my other Twitter because your girl had another Twitter that he didn't know about. This is very toxic, by the way. Um, I had another Twitter he didn't know about and I would hop on that Twitter and go to his profile because I follow him on that. He thought it was just like one of the homies because I posted as a nigga. And he would literally be commenting on her. Oh, you're so beautiful. You're this, you're that. I can't wait to see you tonight. Blah, 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 blah. Link up. This All this other stuff. And when I say... When I would hit him with the screenshots, he'd be like, oh no, that that's a friend. Or, nigga, please. Okay, nigga, please. However, if you know me and you know any of my friends, you know where the Federal is. We will have all of the intel. We, and especially if you, my friends come to me all the time and are like, Ifani, I need to know this. I need to know that. And I'm like, okay, I'll help you out. I'll let you know what's, what the deal is, what the tea is. But we can't keep going through this girl you taking me on an emotional roller coaster and i will find out the tea that damn fast so i'm gonna find something out and like i said i had multiple accounts at that time and he was not aware of it so i know it sounds crazy as hell and when i say like it is it really is it takes a toll on your mental especially when someone is telling you one thing and then you're seeing or experiencing something else it's not a good it's not a good feeling whatsoever so he tried to trick me one time he was like oh i need your profile to be private on instagram because like niggas be lurking niggas be trying to you know do this that, and the other take screenshots of you and this that, and the other so i need your profile to be private and he also wanted my twitter to be private twitter was never going to be private period but i made my instagram private I did post pictures of myself on there so I was like cool I'll make it private no problem and when I say when I say he would comment on my Instagram pictures oh you're so beautiful like that's my favorite one this that and the other and I would just be like oh roses roses oh beautiful oh I love it and then one random time she followed me on Instagram like she as, like asked to follow me and I said okay I approved her and boom all hell broke loose between them because she was not aware that he was doing all this of course now mind you me supposedly being the main chick her supposedly being the side chick it don't even matter because he was playing both of us it was a hot ass mess but that is what was going on and she hit the fan with them now of course she had her profile private I mean uh, public on Instagram and Twitter because she wanted me to feel like their relationship was beautiful and it was all roses and beauty and rainbows because he was doing this he was doing that he was commenting he was blah blah blah, blah. who cares like he was lying to both of us he played both of us and we were both the damn fiddle in his damn orchestra okay of course, after she saw all of this on social media, she would see what he would comment on my stuff and vice versa. It caused discord between the two of them. So 
criticism is the next one. Criticism to make you feel inadequate by constantly marginalizing, ridiculing, and dismissing you. They throw you off balance and maintain their superiority. Don't get lost in the negativity. Find genuine constructive solutions to prove your point. This happened quite a few times. I remember one time specifically where, if you guys did not know, I'm Belizean and Indian, and a lot of the times we're extremely hairy. Hairy arms, hairy legs, we are just very hairy. We have like little mustaches, kind of like a five o'clock shadow, but it's not nothing too crazy type of situation. But um, you know, it's not super harsh and we also have sideburns, our backs are hairy, our bellies are hairy. Uh, we're just hairy ass people, okay? And I remember one time I was at his house and he asked me why I wouldn't uh, wax my mustache and it completely threw me off guard. He would literally nitpick at the smallest things. For example, my fingers are hairy. I have hairy um, hair on my knuckles and then hair on my toes as well. And I got to the point where I became so self-conscious about it. I started to remove the hair, trying to shave, just to appease him when things like that never really bothered me. Like, of course my legs would be shaved, I'd be waxed, stuff like that. But like, hair on my fingers, you're bothered by that. It would just be the weirdest things. He would criticize me for things that I didn't really have or paraphrase it as in, I'm just looking out for you. I just want you to be the best you, you're beautiful. Um, all you have to do is remove this or you're beautiful, all you have to do is fix that. And when you're at a young, impressionable age and you start hearing that constantly, it sticks in the back of your mind and it's crazy. Like if you hear, if you fix this, if you fix that, you'll be loved more or more people want to be around you. More people would love you. Not that I ever have a problem with people wanting to be around me or love me. I've always had an infectious personality. I've always had solid friends. I was really happy with that and really happy about that because a lot of people can't say that they've had childhood friends since elementary school and I can. Uh, people have always wanted to be around me, learn from me, or hear what I had to say. And that was kind of my lifestyle. But when you hear someone that you think you love telling you that pretty much you're not good enough, it really hurts. It eats away at your self-confidence in a way that you never really recover from unless you go to therapy for it and kind of unpack your childhood. So the next one is the silent treatment. Guys, the silent treatment is the loudest killer in a relationship. They ignore you, unwantedly avoids responding to your calls, text messages, or emails. Due to this, doubt and uncertainty creeps into your mind. And it starts finding alternate options. Like, it starts causing you to go crazy. So, I, what I want you guys to do is subtly let them know, like, you are not the only option. Like, I made you an option and I made you my choice, but you can easily be pushed out to the side and someone else can be that choice because you need to relax, you know? Um, when I tell you this from experience, from for a man, or if a man is giving you the silent treatment, nine times out of 10, he is cheating, 
period, point blank, he's cheating. Later on down the road, when you find out that they were cheating because they weren't talking to you, they could easily say like, oh, we weren't on good terms or, oh, we weren't talking. So I was able to do whatever I want. It's not cheating if we're not together. It's not cheating if we're not talking or if we're not on the same page at the time. Yes, the fuck it is. It is cheating. If he is going to ignore you and not talk to you because of whatever reason, that is because he does not want you to be hitting him up or he blocks your calls. So it's either him ignoring you or him blocking your calls. If he blocks your calls for no reason, no matter how many times you call or text that man, he you're not getting through that line, baby. It's not going to happen. And that way he can cheat in peace and then he can just justify it to himself later that he wasn't cheating on you because he wasn't talking to you or you guys were on a break that break word I can't stand that break word because there's no such thing as a break in a relationship like there's no such thing as a break in your life like you don't just take a break and then come back so it doesn't happen in a relationship as well if it's a break it's a breakup okay period I'm here to tell you that there's literally no such thing in a relationship or in a marriage where it is okay for your spouse man or woman to not talk to you for an extended period of time Unless they are in the service and they're deployed to a combat zone or in jail and they're in the hole and all y'all can do is talk through letters, there's no such thing. There's no reason why they should not be answering your call or text message even if they need time to process, to think, whatever. I tell my sweetheart all the time, if you're going through something or you really just don't feel like talking about it right now and you need time to process it, all you gotta do is call or text me and say... Call and text me and say, hey, babe, uh, I want to kind of process or I need time to process right now or I'm going through something right now. Can we talk about it tomorrow? Or can we talk about it later, later on tonight? And I'm fine with that because all it takes is communication. It's all about communication. And when you decide to communicate, everything works better. But when you decide to go ghost for two, three, four, five days at a time, that is a problem. Especially if you're on social media, but you aren't responding to your spouse's calls or texts. Because how are you mentally stable enough to get on social media where all the bullshit is going on in the world, but you're not mentally stable enough to talk to the person that you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with? So... When there are times when you're in a relationship where he does not respond to a call or a text message and you find out later on that's because he's with another bitch, that's exactly what's going on. Women, if you get a feeling in your gut that something is off or something is wrong and you know you didn't do anything wrong, that's because it's not you. Trust me, it's them. It is that they are on some bullshit and... They are going to use this as a form of manipulation to ensure that you, your mind keeps racing while they're at peace with their choices. That forces you to walk an even straighter line. Not that the line that you were walking before was not straight enough, but now you're walking an even straighter line. You're feeding more into them. You're giving them more and more and more because you don't want to go through the that whole like him ignoring you stage again, not answering your calls or messages um, because... He claimed that you did something oh so wrong that caused him to not want to speak to you for an extended period of time. Don't fall for it. The next one is pretend ignorance. They pretend that they do not understand what you want or what you expect from them. They might make you take additional accountability. 
um, and responsibility for whatever discord you guys are on. Take time to make them understand their portion of the task. I know it sounds like a lot, but trust me, it'll be all worth it in the end. And try to portray all of the responsibilities that you have within that relationship. This one definitely gets under my skin more than anything. Pretend ignorance makes me want to lose my mind. Like, for real, I can't stand someone who acts oblivious. That pisses me off because now you're playing stupid, which makes you think that I, you know, makes me think that you think that I'm stupid. And I don't like that at all, okay? I cannot stand it. Please do not act like you don't know what you did wrong. Don't act like you are just, what, what did I do, huh? Where's Waldo? Don't do that. Do not do that. My ex would do that all the time. He would be like, I don't know what you're talking about. The perfect example of this still gets under my skin because I'm like, really? Like, you really thought I was stupid? Okay, cool. The perfect example was the night before my prom. I was at my homegirl's house and he stopped by because I actually met her through him and we were chopping it up outside and I just so happened to get a little glimpse of his neck and I was like, what the fuck is on your neck? And it was, when I say it was large hickeys, they weren't small hickeys, it looked like a horse was sucking on his damn neck. It was large ass hickeys on his neck. Let me tell you how stupid his response was because instead of trying to cover it up or saying like, hey babe, like I can't stop by tonight, you know, I'll just see you tomorrow at the champagne party and figure out how to get rid of those hickeys or cover them up because of course he was still taking me to my prom which that's a whole nother story he had to fly back from his university to come to take me to prom it was just a lot it was a lot that led up to that day um so again he showed up to my friend's house and when i said these big ass hickeys like they damn near covered his whole neck when i said what the fuck was on your neck he was like what are you talking about and (laughs) and i said you know what the fuck i'm talking about what is on your neck now up until this point I never really pressed the issue with him about the shit that he had going on or the shit that he was doing um so that situation really threw him off he said oh my homeboy and I were going head up in our football helmets and it left a mark and I literally licked him in his face and was like do you think I'm fucking stupid do do you think I'm stupid And he was so baffled because, again, before that point in our relationship, I had never been extremely openly verbal about him or with him about the things that he had put us in or put us through within our relationship. And he was like, no, I'm serious. We can call the homie right now. And he's going to say the same thing, which pissed me off even more. One, because I have older brothers. I have homeboys. I have older brothers. I have cousins. Like, stop playing in my face. Two, because... Nigga, do you think that I don't know that guys hit their friends up and be like, hey, like, you know, they their friends are going to cover their ass. They say shit like, if I'll call you and say, nigga, or bro, something is up, so cover for me. If I'll call you, make sure you say this or make sure you say that. So both of y'all stories are lined up. It's the name of the game. And my intuition really triggered me because I remember the night before he hadn't answered my calls. And of course he had told me like, oh, I'm going to the studio, which I was like, okay, cool, no problem. I never really went to the studio with him. It's not something that I really cared for to be in that environment. They were smoking, they were 
making music, whatever. So I don't really think anything of it. So after he left my friend's house that night, I got on Twitter and I saw that the bitch was at the studio too. She was at the studio too, bro. Like she was at the studio too. What pissed me off even more was that you didn't even have enough respect for me to say like, you know what? I'm going to take her to prom tomorrow. Let me make sure I have no visible marks of infidelity. But he knew and she knew what the fuck she was doing. And she was really leaving her mark of her territory there, doing things like, yes, he might be taking you to your prom, but you're going to know that I was sitting on him the night before. You know, like messy shit like that. Couldn't stand it. So what made it even worse was the next day at my champagne party, my mom saw the hickey on his neck or the hickeys on his neck. It was like, what, what is going on here? What is that big ass thing on your neck? And it wasn't small to where you can like just put your collar up a little bit more and not see it it was huge it was huge and she asked him like what's on your neck and he said oh I told Afani not to do that but she didn't listen nigga nigga no you did not do that like you did not just lie to my mom one my mom already knew like we were being intimate so there was no need for you to do all that but two you really lied to my mom's face that pissed me off because I keep it 100 with my parents for the most part. Like, it's kind of like a need-to-know basis. So when my mom was like, why did you put that on his neck? I was like, mom, it was not me. She looked at me and I looked at her and we understood each other. We understood each other. And she said, all right, do what you got to do. Because she already knew at that point I was done. There's one thing to lie to me, but when you start lying to my mom, we got issues, okay? We gonna fight, period. And not the good kind of fight, the fight fight, the real fight. So there were just so many signs of manipulation within that relationship that I kind of just bypassed just because it felt good to be wanted by someone like him. Like he was handsome. He was a jock. He was like, you know, I don't know. Like looking back on it now, I'm like, what the fuck was I thinking? But, you know, young and dumb, you, you live some, you learn some, you move on. Okay. Um, it caused me to kind of spiral a bit though. Um, but when enough is enough, you just know to kind of let, let go, let God and move on with your life. So after I left him, I hit the gym heavily. Um, I, I already had a shape, like I was an athlete. I played volleyball and basketball, but I started running and just really taking care of my mental health, um, and making sure that I was no longer in a position where I felt like I was compromising who I was to be with someone who did not deserve me. I thought... I had to go through, go to therapy, which I ended up going to therapy later on down the road, and we can have a conversation about that later. But I ended up going to therapy uh, to kind of focus on my childhood trauma because I believe some of that had a role to play when it came to why I stayed as long as I did. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you are going through a situation where you feel like any of these situations or factors or kind of like this breakdown of rules and regulations are happening in your relationship it is really time for you to review your relationship and decide whether or not it is worth carrying on one of the hardest things to do is to walk away from someone that you thought that you'd be spending the rest of your life with or just a significant amount of time with but sometimes it's the best thing you could do for yourself for your mental health and for your sanity never let someone feel like they can just walk in and out of your life 
And also never feel like if you end a relationship with them that your life will just come to an end because trust and believe it will not. Sometimes the only thing that is holding you back from your truest potential in, in your and your greatness is that relationship because trust and believe God is never going to allow you to elevate with all that baggage. So now as we are approaching cuddle season... It is time for you to reevaluate your relationship and just kind of decide who to share your time with wisely, whether that be romantically or platonically. Who are we designed to invest our energy and our time into? Because one thing that you cannot stop, no matter how hard you try is time so again that is all for this episode thank you so much for listening to the funny be gentle podcast and i wish you nothing but love light and a drama free future and i will see you guys in my next episode